Hello, hello, beautiful So Welcome to the Unapologetically Abundant Podcast. I'm your host, Petya Kolibova, an alignment woman's coach who guides women to intuitively connect with their inner vision so they can experience personal and professional magnetism and become unapologetically abundant. My mission is to empower visionaries who are on the path to embody their fullest self-expression, to soulfully expand into a quantum leap in all dimensions of their lives. Each week, I will be offering an interview or an idea that will support you to leave behind what isn't serving you anymore and create a life filled with freedom, abundance, purpose, and even bigger impact in this world. No more hiding, no more playing it small. It's time to step up and up-level your life now. Hello, hello, Abundant Soul. Welcome to another episode of Unapologetically Abundant Podcast. I'm your host, Petya Kolobova, and I'm really, really, really excited for today's episode because even before I hit the record button, I was telling our beautiful, amazing guest today, Jenna Fay, that everything she's doing, it's something that I'm willing, that I embody in my business and something that this world really needs. It's to create more abundance, more money by being who you are truly being, embracing the feminine energy and truly just like being abundantly paid to be yourself. This is something that I keep preaching. And, you know, hey, sometimes we got to hear it million times. Sometimes we got to hear it from different people with a different accent. So it finally clicks. So I'm really excited for this episode. I truly feel it's going to be Yes, unapologetic, but also very abundant when we can go deeper with our guest who is truly showing visionaries how to create more income with more simplicity and more ease and truly scale because not only she has created seven-figure business, but she's also really the embodiment of a business can look like when the strategy meets the soul. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me here. I'm abundantly blessed to have this conversation together and like you said I already know it's going to be a good one so everyone that is here with us thank you for tuning in for whatever codes are meant to come through today that's amazing and Jenna take us a little bit back I let's be honest I don't like when people like tell me your whole story I'm like read my bio you know what I mean or listen to my first podcast episode to get to really know me because I feel like our stories don't deserve to be shared in like two minutes. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I am just curious about like really the highlights in your life. If you're right now where you are, Jenna, if you can really just look back, if you can look it back and look at the highlights, what do you feel were the key moments of your life where you truly connected to your soul and to yourself? And how did you discover that you can create abundance through what you are teaching. I love this question. And, and like you said, it's hard to put it all into a short amount of time. But if we're going with the highlights here, I, I feel like really like the biggest catalyst to everything of the life I live today is if we zoom back to about eight or so years ago when I was living a completely different life in all regards. I Around that time, left an abusive relationship, which ended with a restraining order, lost like 70 pounds, quit my corporate job, 
found entrepreneurship, like everything happened, including my spiritual awakening, all in and around that time. And to me, the big spark of all of it was leaving the relationship. It was like a domino for so many more things to come because it completely opened up a whole new timeline and trajectory for me of what was possible, basically, because I started to find my own worth again. So that led me to fitness, to health, becoming a personal trainer, also network marketing, which I know for many of us is the gateway drug into entrepreneurship. So um, it also led to me meeting my husband, you know, everything led to something. So I met my husband because I prospected him on Tinder um, for network marketing. And so it joke was on me because we moved in three dates later, but that, that opened up a whole new realm that I had never really considered while I was working in my corporate job that, oh, wow, other people are building a business, doing things they love, that could be possible for me. And so, yeah, within a pretty short time span, a lot changed in my life. Little did I know much more was to come that I was going to sell everything, start traveling full time with my boyfriend, now husband, that we were going to grow businesses together and so much in these last, you know, seven, eight years together of complete transformation. Oh my gosh. Jenna, I, I know we're like meeting for the first time, like face to face, smile to smile right now. However, listening to your story, I really feel so much resonance. I, you know, like I had abusive like relationship. My stepfather was abusive, which of course, like we usually end up doing what we know, not because it's good for us, but because it's familiar to us. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like before I met my husband six years ago, it's funny, like the timelines are so similar too. I also like left, you know, like, uh, like a narcissistic marriage, you know, and it was, thankfully, this one was not like physically abusive, but you know, like cheating and lying. And, you know, like, there was a lot of like, gaslighting and it's just it's so fascinating like what do we even allow you know ourselves to like experience and I'm and you I was a personal trainer I was <laughs> network marketing I'm like this is like pretty amazing like story and lines <laughs> you know I, I really deeply resonate with that so now when you're looking where you are, Janelle, tell people where you are right now. You know, like I, I can tell, you know, like happily married we are. And like, what was your first business? What led you into having the clarity? And why is it important for you that your business also like contains the soul? Yeah, ooh, all, this is all so good. I mean, where where I am now, which I certainly don't have it all figured out and everything is not perfect. You know, I know there's still so much more to learn, to grow and expand, but where I am now in life is I was just looking back. Actually, I did a reflection post thinking, oh my gosh, this year alone, I got to work with 200 clients. Like that's just incredible. And they're all the most amazing women. And that to me is something so tangible and so amazing to really actually get to impact the lives of other women. So I'm literally doing my soul's work and I love that. And I'm living in Mexico. We just drove here. And so the, the ability to be able to have flexibility, both in terms of time, energy, resources, where we got to do this bucket list 
trip and drive from Canada all the way across the U.S. into the heart of Mexico, where now I'm planning retreats for next year. And there's so much magic and community and things around us that I really feel abundance surrounding me in all ways. We're preparing to start a family within the next year or so. And things are really happening and coming together. And one of the biggest things to me, especially this year, has been about refinement and simplicity. I've already, I've, I've held for a really long time the value of simplicity for myself, for my clients, for women in business. And today, this year was a whole new level of embodiment of that, where I had to get really real with myself. It was confronting at times to cut out all the things that weren't serving me to really simplify in my business. And this really is the intersection to me of soul and strategy, which, you know, is my my company and my business name is we need the identity work, the leadership, you know, who do we know ourselves to be? How are we leading ourselves and others? And the the practical strategy piece. And I find for many of us as women, we were really strong in one and maybe have resistance in the other, which like you had alluded to before is, is mostly based on our childhood, you know, of, of what we were modeled of what feels safe to us. And so I always say when we hit resistance, we do more of what we know. And so my, my role is to come in and make it safe for us to balance the scales out. So we really can have sustainable growth. Cause I believe the more money in the hands of conscious women, the, the better place our world is going to be and faster, this collective shift is really going to anchor into our world. I really feel like you read my journal, Jenna, just, just FYI, <laughs> you know, it's like feeling into the mirror. It's not even looking into the mirror. It's really like feeling into the mirror because I truly believe that I want women to be abundantly paid to be themselves and really like embody their truth and living their gifts. It's it, There is nothing more beautiful when you see people who are, embodying their truth and living their gifts and sharing it and I feel like that way we're creating this beautiful ripple effect of what is possible like if you're doing things you love if you're doing things that really light you up and fulfill you and you're paid for it like you don't make you don't do stupid things you don't hurt people you don't you know it's just like imagine if everybody could do that so congratulations on 200 clients that it's wonderful and tell us a little bit more about your business, because I know you mentioned, or I mentioned, you have it in your bio, but um, that you have created seven figures business and serving 200 clients, that is a lot of clients. So, you know, tell us a little bit more of like what, how you created a business and how did you create seven figure business with simplicity? Because sometimes, you know, we think it's, oh, it will take too much work and it will be hard because many of us were conditioned that it, we have to work hard and you have to have the perfect strategy and the perfect whatever, right? And that it's going to be too much and overwhelming and, you know, 200 people, that's a lot. And then we self-sabotage. So take us a little bit deeper into core of your business and maybe it will inspire others to see what is possible for them. Yeah, I, I could talk about this stuff all day. <laughs> and I guess it's great that I get to, right, in so many ways. But, you know, you, you said something in there, too, that I believe many of us as women have been really deeply programmed and conditioned to believe that more 
hard work is going to create more tangible results. And in my experience, both myself and with clients, really the opposite is true. It's more about deeply embodied work. And when we think about the laws of the universe, we think about things like feminine, masculine energy. If we are always in our masculine and we're always pushing and trying to make things happen, we're not even really letting our, our community, our potential clients, we're not letting them lean into their masculine of their decision-making skills. And it's such an art, you know, to be able to like lean in, but also lean back and learn how magnetism really works and to learn how manifestation really works. I mean, that could be a whole topic in itself, but my philosophy is we're here to support the process. You know, if we really believe that our dreams, our vision, our goals, our ideas are possible. And even better, if we feel they're inevitable, well, we don't need to hold the burden on our shoulders to make things happen. That, that means the entire buck stops with us. And that creates a lot of hyper responsibility. It stops being fun, starts being hard. And to me, inviting God, source, energy, you know, the divine into the conversation where instead I ask, well, how can I support the process? How can I accelerate the inevitable? Things really started to open up and to move a lot faster. So when I apply this into my own business, I feel like a level of hustle can get us to a point, but it isn't necessarily what gets us to the next level. So I, in transparency, got my business to around six figures a year just by overworking and doing a lot of things, but it wasn't going to be sustainable. In fact, I had some major adrenal fatigue and burnout. This was back in 2019. And there's been multiple times along where I thought I had simplified, but there was more <laughs> to come. And now, you know, my business is done. It's about 1.5 million. And I can say the majority of that has come from sim simplifying what I'm doing. So to put that into tangible terms and, you know, how have I worked with 200 clients, like the energetics of this has really been about expanding my capacity. You know, oftentimes our, our goals don't match our prices or they don't match our offers in business. And I know for me, if someone had just handed me, you know, because many of us feel like we have a lead generation problem, but it's not really that it's more of a capacity problem. Because many times in the past, if somebody said, okay, here's 200 clients for the year, I would go, oh, oh no, eh. like that's a lot. I'm going to burn out. That's too much responsibility. What if I let them down? My offers can't handle it, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so simplicity for me has looked like focusing on very scalable offers, my membership, my mastermind. I still do things like retreats and private coaching, but those are not necessarily the bulk of my revenue. And those aren't the things that I, you know, create my baseline with. So there's been a real shift in the dynamic of focusing on things like monthly recurring revenue, scalable offers, refining my offers. You know, I used to be the launch queen, just launch after launch, after launch, after launch with, I would say varying levels of success. There was some flopped launches in there and there were some really good ones, but I, I kept reinforcing the story at the time that there was incremental growth. And I feel like a lot of us create a, our own corporate ladder 
for ourselves where we have to work our way up in order to earn success. And I hear all the time women saying, well, once I get to 5K a month, well, then I'll aim for 10K a month and then I'll aim for 20K a month. And so we're kind of focusing on earning our way up this incremental ladder that we've created when in fact, that doesn't have to be how it is. Of course, there'll be milestones along the way. But in my experience, focusing less on the number and the amount of money and focusing more on how can I both energetically but strategically serve more people it has really opened up the people to show up, but also the money as well through the process. I love that. That is beautiful. And I truly believe that because like when you're saying saying like expanding the capacity, I could see it on my business too. You know, like looking back now, if I would make, you know, multiple five figures, let's say five years ago, seven years ago, when I started my business, I would screw it up. I know mm -hmm. I would, you know, like I would self-sabotage. I would spend it quickly because I wouldn't feel worthy. I wouldn't feel like I can sustain it. I would get a major imposter syndrome. And of course, these things still like can show up because the new level, new clients, new products, new programs you have, there's always this like sense of excitement, but also it's like, can I really do this? So I know in my heart that we get to be expanded. And I remember 2019, it's when we hosted with my husband our first international retreat, actually first retreat we ever hosted was in Bali. You know, I never hosted retreat. I never like been in internationally, you know, in a retreat. And we just wanted to go to Bali and we're like, well, let's make a retreat. Let's make it, you know, like fun. And my husband always thinking big, I'm more, I'm more grounded. He's more of the like out there. Let's make it a huge. He was like, oh, I want to have a, like a, 15, 20 people. I'm like, I want to have just few so I can learn if I really want to do this or not. So on our first retreat, we had two women. And it can feel like, oh, like a failure. But I was so thankful. One, Bali is a really economic place to host retreats. So it was profitable just itself. The week of retreat was profitable. And we had massages and private chef and beautiful villa and excursions it was fantastic they got to really know us we went so deep one of them was my you know regular client one of them was complete stranger who signed up one week before the actual retreat my client when you working with me and paid six months up front because she didn't know she can pay up front because she always pay monthly she was like oh i didn't know the other lady she was working with me for nine months so I was so happy because on my next retreat, I have, you know, four women. Then I had seven women. I was growing my capacity. And sometimes we want to jump and have a quantum leaps. Is it possible? Yes. Maybe you did prepare yourself and now you can hold a space. But how can you? So let us know, like, how do you energetically expand yourself so you can hold this, you know, hold this space? So that's one. I have to say the questions while I remember them. So thank you for bearing <laughs> with me. One, how do you create that? How you expand energetically your capacity to serve more people? And two, what about people, I'm raising my hand, who don't like the big and the groups? Like my husband, I don't know if you're familiar, Jenna, with human design, but mm -hmm. like I am, you know, like there's just like 
few things that are indicating and just really like giving me permission sleep why I just like I love one-on-one I love individual like I have an individual circle I have a single definition you know I'm a generator I just love the simplicity and the one-on-one and I tried I did membership and I did group coaching and it was like me I can do it but Really, it wasn't lighting me up. So what about people who just love the one-on-one or maybe very small group, you know, and they don't see themselves like it, it is not that they don't think they can do it, but it's just not lighting them up to have like 200 clients or memberships that there's a lot of people, you know, and, and it, mm-hmm. it kind of loses this touch of the depth and the one-on-one. Yeah, this is this is really good. Well, I would say first on the capacity note, and anyone listening, you know, take what resonates, leave what doesn't. But I find the energetics of this is actually such a simple exercise where if we have some sort of goal or vision or launch intention, you know, something money goal that we're creating, I think the first thing we need to do if we want to expand our capacity is to close our eyes and whether we want to meditate or breath work or journal even on this, but to actually tune into as if we have just received what we say, you know, what we're thinking that we desire and see how that feels in our body. First and foremost, I always think the, the truth feels light and what's misaligned often feels heavy. And when we tune into this, you know, if, if just for example's sake, if I'm saying I want to do 10 women in a new program and, you know, I'm getting it out of the stories and all the things, but actually just saying, okay, so I've received the 10 women. How does that feel now? What? And that will be very illuminating. You know, does it feel light? Does it feel exciting? Is there things that pop up where I think, oh, well, Hmm, I don't know about my onboarding process or, Ooh, you know, I actually think my schedule would feel really full. Like it it will bring tangible things as well for us to really look at and potentially make adjustments, potentially adjust our intentions, depending on what is revealed. And I also personally like to get more into the meditative side of things where I I really like to tune in and, and basically see it as an aura of my capacity and seeing what does that look like? What does it feel like? Does it feel small? Does it feel big? And I really like to play with that energy as well and to basically imagine it as a ball of light and expanding that energy and not just doing that once, but actually doing that almost as like a daily protocol as well. Because just like we can write a goal in a journal, if we haven't normalized it and kind of regulated ourselves to it, it can be somewhat meaningless. So I really like to do simple daily practices like that to illuminate the tangible, tactical, practical stuff that I might need to change, but also to really play with the energy body of things as well. And to answer your other question, because yeah, I feel like there's many of us out there who don't actually really want to run huge groups. And then I think from the strategy side of things, it can kind of bump up against, well, are we now capping our income, you know, like, and so like the push pull of all of that, and to which I say, and if there's not one right answer here, but number one, I feel sometimes we actually just genuinely don't 
really want to run big groups. And so we just get to own that. And that's, that's okay. And I think things are always figure outable. And it's a total illusion to think that that means that we're now limited. In which case, how I would look at this is I would get creative and ask, okay, well, what other income streams are there? What else is possible? Obviously, we, we have a finite amount of time for things like one-on-ones, even if every, you know, anyone listening to this is like, I know I love them. It's like, and we only have a set amount of hours in a day or a work week. So if we want to have additional streams of income beyond that, I think it opens up the, the question for things like passive stuff. Like maybe someone doesn't want to have to hold space for groups, but can they put their energy behind self-study kind of things like courses and that kind of stuff? Maybe, yes or no, it could be a possibility. I think collaborative things can be a big thing as well. Um, you know, whether that's running a program with somebody else or like contributing to it, I think paid speaking opportunities yeah. can be a big thing, affiliate income, you know, like there's, we have to just like think outside the box, I think is the big thing with that. And also for people listening, sometimes we just haven't learned and found the way to run group things that really do feel good for us and light us up you know I feel like there's creative innovative ways to run things that maybe don't require as much time and energy as we think that they're going to and they can still be really highly supportive as well maybe that means bringing in support coaches community managers you know structuring things in a way that don't require a crazy amount of time and energy so I think that's always something to explore and it may or may not be for everyone listening if anyone is resonating with this and there's many different income streams and also things you know maybe your coaching business you're taking a percentage and then reinvesting into real estate or reinvesting into brick and mortars or other income streams it doesn't sometimes in this industry I think we get kind of pigeonholed you know to think it has to just come from that but when we zoom out and we think bigger there is an abundance of income streams that we can really create I love that I really love how you keep expanding you know expanding everything you're doing expanding your capacity expanding the how many people you're helping and expanding your view on abundance I remember um, I was doing an exercise and I was giving it to my clients too, because like you said, sometimes we are like so stuck on like, oh, I'm going to sell this program and this is how the money can has to come in. And I remember I was just sharing with my, uh, with my mentor, I wanted to do, um, I wanted to launch a program and it didn't work the way I expected it. And I was sharing it with her and she was like, wait a minute, didn't you just share with me that you had a brand new client who paid months upfront? I was like, yeah. So she was like, you desired this money and it's even more than you would do through the program. I'm like, you're right. So it's like sometimes we get to look at the possibilities and don't try to think that there is only one way. So I sat down and I wrote like, I wrote down like 20 different ways how money can come to me, you know? And then also, when we have a client, sometimes we think like, oh, it's the economy, it's December, it's whatever, you know, mm -hmm. it's recession. I'm like, really, is it? How is it that, you know, like some people are thriving, right? So sitting down and writing like different ways how people can pay you. And I wrote like 30 different ways, you know, like so many possibilities. So I feel like it's so important to like sit down. And I love that you are saying like expanding. How can you keep expanding yourself? 
energetically? How can you expand your mindset? How can you look at your business? How could it grow? So I absolutely love this, Jenna. And one last but not least question. And it's just like, I absolutely love that. It's like coming home, you know, that um, your business, the soul meets strategy. So how did you came up with that? The name? Uh-huh. You know, it's a funny, it's a funny story because my husband came up with it. <laughs> I can't even take credit. It. My my business um, at the time, which I have a tattoo of my old logo, was the Sacred She Sisterhood. And so it was totally my thing. I had created it. And at some point in our travels, you know, I always say like some of the best things you can do for yourself on your consciousness evolution is like be in a conscious relationship, yes. traveling business. <laughs> so I was doing all of them at once. And my husband and I, long story short, kind of started to do things together. Um, and at that point, we had started what was called spenceandjenna.com. I don't think anyone was going to it. <laughs> We just listed off all the different modalities and things we had available. And one day he looked at me and he's like, soul meets strategy. Because I was really focusing a lot on the leadership and business coaching. He has a background in that. He's always so good at naming things. And I was like, I love it. Um, so we continued to grow the business together, kind of a, a couple in business doing things together and eventually hit a point where the business was quite women centric anyways we were mostly working with female entrepreneurs and i kind of had shifted to be the face of it in a lot of ways he was managing a lot of the the behind the scenes and also was working with his own clients so it was a very natural progression it wasn't that it wasn't working but over time it just kind of shifted to become my brand and my thing and he's still a support coach in my programs he still runs retreats with me but we kind of split it up where 80 percent of that side of things is really just me and that also opened up the space for him to really focus on his things as well so I kind of got to inherit soul meat strategy I love that I love that and this is something that we play with my husband Christopher too because I had my business and then he was, you know, doing retreats with me and he has been a support coach. Even when I left on maternity leave, you know, he stepped in and he was there like with my clients and did some group coaching. So they're supported while I'm out. And it also like naturally kind of shifted like back into being my thing because he's very strategic and masculine and he tried to apply it in my business. I'm like, it just doesn't feel right. It just doesn't, you know, like I'm more feminine and the things like how I you know like how I do them just like being magnetic instead of like sitting down and have a plan for every day what I'm doing in my business and how everything comes in so it's funny how how it all always works out and you know in our highest good so Jenna for those who are interested in connecting with you more and and really seeing like how can you support them on their journey what are your favorite ways to connect with others yeah, thank you so much. I, I hang out mostly on Facebook and Instagram. So you can find me on Facebook, just search my name, Jennifer Madden. And Instagram, I'm on there as well under my business name, Soul Meets Strategy. Mm, I love that. Thank you so much for everything you're doing. And also how you're expanding others who can see the possibilities in you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you everyone for listening and can't wait to connect.